Hello, this is Dr. Eggman interrupting this broadcast to beckon you not listen to the new Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Do not sign up at the $10 DJ Toad tier to get all new episodes of Sonic Adventure Games Club. Do not support patreon.com slash supernpcradio's in-depth coverage of Sonic Adventure and those godforsaken chows. Support me, Dr. Eggman. I stand for progress. I stand for Sorry to ruin your fun, egghead, but no one can stop people from listening to the Sonic Adventure Games Club over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Freaks love this stuff. Right, Otacon? That's right, Sonic. I just missed myself. Yo, foiled again. It's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the call me by your game. Just in case the listener was picking up on that, as soon as I said, and there's one, I absolutely second-guessed how that song went. I don't know if, I'll have to ask my guest if they could, Eddie, could you could you tell that I was sort of like, how does this go, or was it smooth? It was smooth. Uh, you're a good actor, so. Okay, phew, first of all, let me get that on the record. Uh, welcome back. To call me by your game, I am your host of this here podcast, Connor McCabe. Uh, you know, and normally what I do on this show is I have someone on to hear from them about a meaningful video game from a particular moment in their life. Uh, we talk on this show as much about what made playing the game special as we do get into the context of when our guest had this meaningful time uh, or memorable time with the game itself. You are here for yet another Call Me By Your Ball Game episode here in the summer of 2023. This is episode three of four that we will be doing. Uh, and I, boy, am I just so excited for this one. We're going to be discussing MVP 06 NCAA baseball. A uh, little bit of housekeeping up top is that uh, if uh, my guest and I plug anything on the show, you can just click a link in the show notes if you're interested in following us wherever or supporting us however. Uh, if I mention something, there's going to be a link you can click. Um, but just to list them out for you, if you want to engage with us on social media, you want to find us, you want to like our stuff, retweet our stuff, who knows? You can do that on Instagram, Twitter, and Blue Sky. Uh, so if you just look look us up, we're all, we're on all three of those platforms. Um, you can also support the show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your show. Uh, Apple's the only place though that I can read the reviews publicly. So if you leave uh, a nice review somewhere else, let me know. Send me a screenshot of it or let me know what you said. I'd love to shout you out because it means a lot to uh, hear what people are loving about this show and and to see when they have nice things to say. You can also. Share the show with a friend, whether they love video games in general, heck, at this point, baseball, or the game we are discussing on the main event today. You can join our Discord, where we have a wonderful community of people discussing video games, movies, music, all sorts of stuff. So if you want to have a fun, respectful conversation with people there, there's a link in the show notes as well. Uh, and you can also reach out to us if you'd like one of those. And lastly, you can check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio, where we have a ton of bonus video game content waiting for you. Uh, currently, here on the network, you know, of course, you get your free shows every week. We've got video games, a comedy show, reactivators, and Call Me By Your Game, all in season currently, with Scary Basement to come back this fall. Uh, those are weekly free shows, but we have bonus stuff too. For example, if you like a games club format, well, folks, let me tell you, Every single frickin' Friday during the year, with rare exception, we will have a brand new Games Club episode coming out for you where we go through a game in a book club style format. Currently, we're going through the Sonic, through the Sonic, we're going through Sonic Adventure, uh, the uh, Dreamcast launch title from 1999. Uh, we're going to be doing that for about 12 weeks, so if you love that game, you want to hear what we have to say about it, if you subscribe at the $10 DJ Toad tier, folks, you get that every single Friday, plus a bunch more. 
That'll do it for the housekeeping. And I'll finally introduce our guest for today's episode. And yes, it is just a it's a one-on-one matchup. It's a pitcher versus hitter. Although I like to think of us more as like, you know, coaches that are coaching the same team. Uh, please welcome to the microphone, sophomore transfer from Stanislaus State University, Eddie Martin. That's right, Stan State, baby. Like Joe Ryan, he went to Stan State. Fun fact. He, he did. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I, yeah. I'm assuming that's the only current major leaguer from Stan State. <laughs> hundred percent, yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? Still, one is one is pretty cool. Um, there was a while where uh, the the only major leaguer from my alma mater, Azusa Pacific University, was uh, Stephen Vogt. Oh yeah, yeah, great guy. dude, great player. Played for the was on some of those exciting A's teams of like the early twenty oh, tens. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good giant too. That's right. Uh, he, he bounced, I think he also played in Milwaukee, I want to say. This is just for anyone out there doing the Immaculate <laughs> Grid. Uh, we're giving you yeah, some Yeah, no, ammo. seriously, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Use Vote. Uh, um, you know what's funny? We met Stephen Vote at Disneyland. Well, I didn't meet him, but my brother and his, oh. his son, uh, Aiden, met him. And Alex recognized him, my brother. He said, Stephen Vote? And he said, hey. So then he took a picture with Aiden. Oh. Uh, it was like really, really cool of him to do that. So what a good oh. guy. That's really cool. Uh, you know, yeah. this is just speculation on my part, but I would assume like a, a bit of an under the radar player like Stephen Vote would probably appreciate that more than like a star who can't get time away yeah. from people. But that's like really sweet. And it's always nice to hear when someone is, you know, cool to a fan. Uh, well, so, so shout out to you, Stephen Vote. Um, Oh, what was I going to say? Well, regardless, Eddie, we're here. We're back, baby. I got to have you on. You're on like half of these Call Me By Your Ball Game <laughs> episodes um, to, you know, as I already said today, we're going to be discussing MVP 06 NCAA baseball, which is EA Sports first uh, baseball game after MVP 05, after they lost the Major League Baseball license. We're going to get into that a little mm-hmm. more, um, but I'd love to hear from you. Before we get into, you know, talking about the game in general, um, do you have any baseball updates for me? I talked to you about a month ago on Mike about baseball with the Mario uh, Super Sluggers episode. Um, Any thoughts about baseball? Have you been playing baseball games? Any Immaculate Grid stuff you want to share? I'm all ears. Uh, But doing the grid, the grid is a lot of fun. Uh, I've been following baseball like crazy as usual. Uh, my team, my Giants, have uh, taken a dive. They started playing really bad, uh, fell out of the wild card race, which, I mean, they were overachieving anyway, in my opinion. Um, they have a lot of young guys who aren't yeah. quite ready. You forget that prospects have adjustment periods. It takes them a while to get <laughs> ready. So Giants fans are upset and mad. It's just like, I mean, it's part of the deal. When you're yeah. bringing up 22, 23-year-olds, like they're going to have adjustment periods. Not everyone can be Acuna or De La Cruz. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been following along. I saw the horrible news last night about Otani. Um, Dude. I'm heartbroken about it. <clears throat> yeah, I really, I'm really interested to see how that's going to play out because if he needs another Tommy John, I mean, is he going to come back to pitching? Will he yeah. just hit? I mean, he could just be a hitter and be great still. So totally. It's sad. And it makes me think, you know, if a, a, a player like him who's built so differently can still have these injuries is it worth it for these guys to try to go two-way because there's a lot of players in the minors now who are trying to do the otani thing mm-hmm. the giants drafted a their first round pick last year is a two-way player mm. like but he's already had tj i think so it's like is it worth it i don't know so that's something interesting to look at because it's a lot of taxation on the arm so. definitely uh, and i'm with you too like uh my first thought was just like was of course just uh not I wasn't devastated, but I was definitely like, man, that really hurts. Like, yeah, having such a wonderful star go down, and of course it doesn't mean his career is over. But like you said, it will be really interesting to see the fallout and like where he goes from here. Uh, I yeah. hope that he does what's best for him. But of course, in my heart of hearts, it's it's amazing to see this guy do something we've basically never seen. Um, yeah, and so yeah, I hope that hope that that. You know, he can be, you know, a very similar version of himself in the future. Sounds like he's yeah. is he's not shut down for the season. He's just not pitching, correct? Uh, well, that's what happened when he had his last Tommy mm-hmm. John or his UCL injury was he he hit he still DH that year, but he didn't pitch. Yeah. Uh, so he you, and Harper had the same thing. Harper had the 
injury, the Tommy John, oh, but yes. he was able, like he came back and was able to hit and, but not play the field. So it's pretty interesting how that works. Cause it's all about throwing. It's mm-hmm. not so much about the hitting. Um, they have, but they still don't know the severity of the tear because we just found out yesterday. So yeah. I was checking this morning, but we don't know. We don't know if he needs Tommy John, if, but it is a UCL. So dang. Well, by, by the time this episode comes out, I'm sure we'll have even more clarity on it, which is just a week's time or so. Yeah. So, you know, us in the future or listener in the future, you might know uh, a little more than we do in this current moment. Yeah, that's. That's depressing. I, I am still um, so baseball season in general, outside of of that news, uh, is really exciting. You know, it's so it's funny because I'm suddenly I feel like I have like a role reversal with sports. I don't know if I talked about this on the previous episode, but my only good sports team right now is the Sacramento Kings, and I've spent <laughs> most of my life where. That has been the opposite of the case, where the Cardinals have been great, mm-hmm. um, or even recent memory, the Rams have been better, uh, yeah. but the Kings have been so bad for so long. But yeah, the Cardinals obviously pretty much a, a disaster season uh, by all yeah. accounts. Um, you know they've had some they've had some like injury bad luck, but also came into the season like I even saw a quote today. Um, shout out to Katie Wu, who, who covers the Cardinals for the athletic. She's really great. Uh, yeah, she was talking about how now the Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock is on the record saying that the Cardinals are going to target, they're, they're looking to acquire three starting pitchers in the off season, which is great and necessary. But in the quote as well, he says something along the lines of, we thought we had that covered coming into the year where, me and every other Cardinals fan, I feel like that was paying attention, or just people from the outside were like, the pitching is going to be a problem for this team, and they didn't yeah. address it. And so uh, it was just like, oh, he, I don't know, he, he's done a great job over his career, but he still bugs me when he just can't be like, yeah, we screwed up. Uh, yeah. So that's where I'm sitting. Um, How do you feel about the young guys playing, like the Luke and Bakers and the Win? Is that the guy's name? Win. Yeah, Mason Wynn. It's you know, it's yeah. it's exciting. I know they're looking to keep Wynn under like uh like 130 plate appearances so he can keep his rookie eligibility um for next year. Uh and but I think, you know, it's a lot of what you were talking about with the Giants young guys is that mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's flashes of brilliance, but there's also more than that, uh a, a test of patience and just to be like, hey, understand that A not every top prospect works out. And B, even when they do, sometimes they take a while to develop. Uh, not everyone is going to come on the scene and be like exactly what we are talking about, like Mike Trout or Acuna um, or like a Buster Posey. And so, yeah, I'm like excited about the future of the Cardinals. But at the same time, um, it's been – I can't remember the last time that we like – especially with our outfield – that we developed a player that was just able to be a consistent performer. Like we have Tyler O'Neill who had an MVP type season a few years ago, and now it just can't stay healthy. Um, we have uh, Dylan Carlson, who was the top prospect first round pick who like now four years into his major league career. I mean, he's hurt again, but like, we're like, is this guy ever going to figure it out? But he even, even himself, he's like, 23 he's young yeah he's still pretty young so you know like as much as i'm always just like oh people need to be patient i'm trying to practice that as well uh uh, you're also used to success but connor this happens to teams (laughs) yes it's true i know uh something you never had to experience this (laughs) yeah Yeah, truly have they ever been uh bad in your life like that's what i was because i don't remember the cardinals ever not being good well their last losing season was 2007 so they're like okay. hangover year. I think they went like That's 77 right. and 85 or something. Um, but not since like the mid, since like 96, where have they been yeah. bad? I don't think so. No, I've absolutely spoiled over here. <laughs> Big <laughs> it's time. It's funny. It's like, well, it's, you don't see that often in baseball. Like even like, you know, organizations go through stuff, but yeah, some, some organizations are just ran super well, I guess. I don't know, but. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it happens, Connor. It does happen. It's to true. People. Now I believe. Now I believe it. I thought it was a just a, a big old lie, but um, anyway, baseball's exciting. I'm super excited to see. Always excited to see how the postseason shakes out. Truly, for me, me too. it's like it's always 
as as long as the Astros don't do well, which is never, um, then I'll be happy. But I'd love to see like I don't know the Mariners make a run or or just someone that's a else big, be happy. That's what's been interesting is the AL West. All yeah. of a sudden, the Mariners shot up, they got hot, and now you have three teams that are like all within striking distance of winning that division. Mm-hmm. So I've been following along with that because, like, yeah, Astros like you know say what you want about them. But all three of those teams, the Rangers, Astros, and Mariners, are super fun to watch. Yeah. Really good hitters, good pitchers, good baseball. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be something fun to follow down the stretch. And I'll probably I'll probably adopt the Mariners as my postseason team this year. Um, hey, bring the magic back, like, baby. Rekindle that fire. <laughs> I mean, Julio's amazing. I kind of yeah. like Toronto because uh, Brandon Belt's there. So mm-hmm. it'd be cool to see Brandon Belt and Toronto go on a run. But Yeah, that would be... You know. Uh, it's biased, but I, I was I was always a belt apologist in San Francisco. I, oh, he was dude. my favorite giant. I, love I defended him to the death, but so many Giants fans were so mean to him all the time. Like, why can't he hit 30 homers? I'm like, you don't understand. He gets on base. He drives it into triples alley. It's hard to hit homers there, but that's yeah. a tangent for another day. <laughs> well, well, we'll do the Brandon Bell episode at some point, but I'm with you. I love, I love Brandon Bell. He's a fantastic <laughs> player, uh, especially when he was with the Giants, but Anyway, that's just a little baseball update for the for the listeners out there. We're going to go ahead and get into our main topic today, which is MVP 06 NCAA baseball. Um, you know, we're starting to get to this point with this series where there are so many baseball games out there. But I have tried to bring on – treat these as sort of a co-op episode where, like, I also have personal experience with the game. Uh, this is one that's – a bit of a stretch there, a game that I have limited experience with, but I'm pumped to talk about it. So before we do talk about our personal experience, I want to just discuss uh, the history of this game and how it came to be. The MVP franchise, of course, is EA, was Electronic Arts Baseball Series that began in 2003 with MVP Baseball uh, 03. Um, the only time they ever had like a dual cover, which was, uh, do you remember the two stars on the cover? Tejada and Randy Johnson, baby. I loved that so much. Uh, also, you know, yeah. just us growing up pretty close to close enough to Oakland, and I was a huge Randy Johnson fan. It was like, oh yeah, these two, the Cy Young and the MVP. Uh, it was really that was cool. an amazing, amazing cover, iconic cover, one of the best covers on a sports game ever, in my opinion. Yes, I'm right there with you. Uh, I like him way better than like the Pujols and and Man Ram uh, covers of the next couple of years. But we we discussed. Well, you actually weren't on this episode, but I discussed MVP 05 uh, with uh, Jeremy Schmidt a couple years ago in the original Call Me By Your Ballgame series, um, mm-hmm. which like for me personally, you know, so I'll start with MVP 05 leading into the creation of this game is remains like an iconic baseball game to me. It's it's not my favorite, but that's only because I'm a backyard baseball freak. But MVP the series, like, I know that you and I adored that. Um, you played all three games. Do you have any thoughts, like, leading into 06 just from playing the original three with the pro players? Yeah, the I still think the gameplay in MVP from pitching to hitting to base running to fielding is perfection. Uh, there are certain things about modern games that I feel like they got wrong with certain mechanics. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, MVP felt intuitive and felt good. Uh, what was fun about MVP was I played a lot with my brothers. We'd play mm. against each other growing up. We'd uh, we'd have games against each other. We'd have seasons that we'd do. And that was something that kind of bonded us together. So mm. those three games are really important. And uh, we'll get into it later. But when my brother Alex told me that EA lost the license, I couldn't understand it. I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean there's not going to be another one? <laughs> what? What? Like, I, I just assumed I was going to have these games forever. So Yeah. Gosh, we got it was such a such a tease getting three years of this of this series that uh, like we both really loved and and while like I think O four sort of fine tuned a few things from O three and I think O five I would say mastered them mm-hmm. even as back like MVP O three I played so much of uh, what did you play you guys played that on like was it Xbox or PS two. We played it on Xbox. Andy, my oldest brother, had an Xbox, so we played it on that. But Alex also had it on PS2, I think. I think okay, we had cool. it on both. Now, at this time in my life, uh, my oldest brother was like in the process of getting married and moving out. Uh-huh. 
So he had like his room with his Xbox and his stuff. So we would hang out with him because he was he had this like month or couple months where he finished college, was about to get married and move out. So he was doing nothing for like two months. <laughs> the he life. Was, he was he was eating bagel bites every day and playing <laughs> Xbox all day. So I'd come home from school, I'd sit down on his on his couch with him in his room, and we'd play MVP. Um, and then my other brother got it for PlayStation. I want to say PlayStation. I think we had it. I know we had this. We had High Heat as well, which yes. is another baseball game at the time. I remember playing more, High Heat on like someone's computer. Yeah, we had we had High Heat 2002 with Vladimir Guerrero on the cover oh. on PC. So we did have that too. Um, gosh, we had so many baseball games. <laughs> baseball was big in my family. But I do know. I then my brother Alex got a hacked Xbox. Like he got a like one of those Xboxes where you could install games on it. Yeah. And he installed, I think, 05. So I think, like, the progression of, like, 03, 04, 05, by the time 05 came out, it was, like, installed on his Xbox. Gotcha. That was really complicated. Now that I'm thinking about all this, it's like, where did we play all this? (laughs) And then you had it on PC, which I'm sure you're going to get to. Yes. Which was really cool, playing it on your PC. Yeah. I mean, and that's how, because I had a GameCube only, and MVP 03 didn't originally come out for the GameCube. It was just PC, PS2, and Xbox. So... I think pretty soon after I got my PC, which I got because my parents like commissioned your brother who worked at a computer store to like oh, build yeah. one. Do you remember this? Yeah, he yeah. worked at Roma Computers. Oh, oh I gosh, that's really taking me back, <laughs> that name. Um, so, but that was like the first game that I think I got to play was 03 because yeah. I think, believe I got it that fall. And oh boy, fell in love uh, with it. And as far as the rest of the, you know, the, pro games go i maybe you talked about this on 05 it's been years but i had um all three games on pc and i had 04 and 05 on gamecube so like basically at all times could be playing mvp and that's how much we like we and i loved this game yeah uh 100 so there (laughs) there were multiple ways to play it (laughs) yes Uh, i think i i i want to say we i burned i think i burned your copy of the pc version that checks out so i could have my own yeah, because we had ways to burn games. Oh, we were burning fiends, uh, light matches <laughs> all the time. We, I, I would be willing to bet there had to have at least been one time where I was playing on the GameCube and you were on the PC or vice versa at my place. Had to have done. <laughs> oh that. yeah, or brought it to your yeah. house. Um, uh, your dad pokes his head in like, "What are these idiots <laughs> doing? They're playing the same game on two different things." Yeah, gosh, well, why don't you play together? Um, <clears throat> anyway, just like loved those three games. And I was in the very the same spot as you where like I had played other baseball games growing up that were supposed to be, you know, realistic in the in the way that uh, the MVP series is. I would describe it as like a really great middle ground between like simulation and arcade to where it always felt like as someone who understood baseball, the controls weren't the controls were something that you could learn and wrap your head around. They felt really intuitive, which I will say has translated to this game. Um, Yeah. And so <clears throat> there was just so much about it. And of course, the original series, you know, three through five, had our guys Crook and Kipe doing the announcing, which is so just good. like remain, you know, along with like John Miller and even Dave Fleming, even as a Cardinals fan, those guys are my favorites. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate And I know that. you love them too. <laughs> I do. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, now that we're in our 30s and I've grown up with those guys, I'm starting to get a little... Uh, emotional about it because they're not going to be doing this forever you know like they're mm-hmm. those guys are getting really old even the Kruko's had a lot of health problems he doesn't yeah. travel with the team on the road anymore he only mm-hmm. does home games and it's just you know it's like like at some point we're not going to have those guys doing it so that's yeah. gonna like when it when they retire it's gonna like I think it's gonna phys- emotionally affect me because that's part of my life like hearing those guys but dude that's, that's life I'm right there with you whether it would be like on because I listen to a ton of KNBR which was the radio station up north for for the Giants and, and the A's, actually. I listened to so much of that growing up uh, that, like, whether it was that or watching them on TV or even now, like, I'll tune in and watch Giants games on MLB TV, like, because I want to yeah. see the Giants, but, like, I'm like, all right, who am I going to hear today? Uh, <laughs> which is so fun. But anyway, uh, there was so much about the original series that was great. So we'll sort of, like, lead into, you know, as we're talking about getting into this game, um... Let's. I, I want to talk about the uh, the losing the license that that happened to EA 
Um, mm. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it because there's not a ton to share. But essentially, yeah. what was going on in the early 2000s is that like exclusivity deals, so like deals that would make uh, like one production company be the exclusive rights holder to make like a game on a professional league was was really popular. Um, for example, EA, and this is something that EA had started to do. Um, so, uh, which, you know, is just like, would end up being a problem in my eyes where they like in 2003, I'm seeing here, they purchased a license to NASCAR for six years, ending competition from two other companies who were making uh, those games. And then in 2004, yeah. this is sort of like the straw that broke the camel's back. They would... Uh, signed an exclusive deal with the NFL and the Players yeah. Union for five years. I mean, there's plenty of games that came before EA Sports mm-hmm. Madden. Like um, one, like the 2K Sports series, like the one with TO is the one that sticks out in my Those mind. Those were pretty good too. Those weren't bad games. Yeah, really do you, good. Do you remember this? A quick note on that. Yeah. That the last year that the 2K NFL 2K came out, I think it was 05, 04. You said yeah. 04. It, they they released it two weeks before Madden. And they and they released it for twenty bucks. What? Yeah, because oh because they, they were they were pissed off about that. So yeah. they're like, "Well, screw you! Our game's coming out two weeks earlier, and it's twenty bucks." Yeah. So we we bought one. <laughs> like you yeah, know? and it was it was a good game. I mean, I still think we bought Madden, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it, was, it, it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad game. Like, but anyway, I just I, that sticks in my memory. I remember that that because I was like, "Why is it only twenty dollars?" Yes. Just came out. Well, I think What's that, on the cover? <laughs> oh, yo, this is T.O., um, one of my all-time <laughs> favorite commercials for a sports game. But, uh, I mean, that leads into, like, the animosity that, like, I think a lot of companies were feeling against EA for buying these exclusivity deals, which, you know, like, just in my, like, personal belief and philosophy, like, sucks because, like, that creates a monopoly, which there's no competition, so there's no like incentive for you to actually make a good game because you're not competing against one. I mean, I'm not the first yep. person to talk about uh, the dangers of monopolies, um, but it was so- it's something that, you know, was, was really unfortunate. And then Big time. Uh, because of this, um, uh, the 2K, uh, uh, 2K's company ended up buying or like securing an exclusivity deal with Major League Baseball. So... I don't remember how long it was, but they were, uh, oh yeah, it says right here, the 2K Sports basically after the 05 season um, had this exclusivity deal, which lasted, I think for until 2014 was the year that it expired, but essentially that killed EA's ability and any other, um, you know, game maker, it killed their ability to be able to make a baseball game that licensed the professional teams in Major League Baseball and the players. Well, was the show doing, didn't the show come out, or did the show come out after? The show, it, there ha- was... it had to have started before 2014. Um, yeah. So I, I let, I'll i even look it up, but eventually they would, uh, like more games would start to come out, but EA, I guess, just had like, just yeah. still hasn't had no. an interest. Yeah, and maybe, maybe, and I, I don't know how well this game sold or the MVP series sold. I assume it sold good for a baseball game, yeah. but maybe they just thought that it was worth it to sell Madden because Madden sells like crazy every year. So I'm I would I mean, assume that is probably the case. Yeah, which yeah. is a bummer, but that's just I mean, football and basketball are more popular, so two, NBA 2K and Madden kind of rule the or FIFA too. The, those all rule the that's true the market. So baseball is just not. Unfortunately, not as popular. But. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it would be tough to even break into those markets, too, of, like, creating a football, a basketball, or a baseball game that could even compete. Like, I don't know how you do that. Um, but, uh, well, we could talk about that as well. But uh, anyway, um, uh, because of this, because EA lost the license, they decided to continue to make a baseball game in the MVP franchise but they made a college game. Uh, so they made the NCAA baseball games uh, for two years in 06 and 07. Uh, we happen to be talking about 06, but I'll probably ask you if you've ever... Hey, did you ever play 07? No, I only played this one. Yeah, um, same here. Uh, so, But I'd be curious to see... Now I'm, I'm really curious after dabbling with this one how, how that one uh, fared. Um, but... That's just context getting us to when the game came out. Here's an additional 
just a couple of uh, 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 tidbits for you is that this game uh, was released on January 18th, 2006 for Xbox and PS2. Uh, so not for, uh, did not come out for the PC, um, which is probably another reason why I didn't play it. I bet if it came out on PC, I probably would have bought it. Um, or the, I or the GameCube. Yes, exactly. But yeah, for some reason didn't. Uh, the athlete on the cover is former Texas Longhorn David uh, Morrall. I don't even know who never, he is, but it looks never like heard of him. I had neither. <laughs> he kind of looks like on the cover. Have, I don't know if you have the cover up, but to me, he kind of looks like a right-handed Jock Peterson. Now, now bear with me here. Do you see that face? Yes. Yeah, that does look like a right, like a right-handed jock for sure. Yes, I'm showing the cover for the listener to Eddie because I've got the game here, the my, the PS2 copy. Um, that was like my first <laughs> thought, but it, I guess this player was the 2005 College World Series Most Outstanding Player. Um, and, Good for uh, him, man. Yeah. So obviously had a huge run in the College Baseball World Series, uh, but um, that's just like some basic stuff about the game. Of course, produced by Electronic Arts, EA Canada were the developers of this game. Um, Interesting. And yeah, but the fir- first things first is I'd love to get into, uh, we can totally weave in personal history with some changes, uh, with or with some like details about the game. So I'd love to hear from you. Do you remember playing this game for the first time or like how you came about to play it in the first place? Yes, I remember seeing the, when the game came out, looking at it and mostly just being like, sad about it because I was yeah. like, man, I, I'm going to miss MVP. Like, what am I going to do? And I didn't buy it initially. I didn't have a PS2 at the time, personally. But the, I want to say the, I don't know if it was the show at this point, but there was a PlayStation game that came out in mm-hmm. 708 uh, that my brother and I tried playing together and we just didn't like it. Like, we, uh-huh. we were like, this is not the same. Like, we were sad, like, no MVP, whatever. So once I got to college, I did end up buying a PS2 Slim which I have no idea what happened to that thing. I think (laughs) it it disappeared at some point in my life. But I bought a PS2 Slim mainly because I wanted to play Final Fantasy VII because I had it. Um, Like I bought a copy of it at some point. Yes. Um, And I was dying to play that game again just because it was so meaningful to me as a kid. Yeah. Um, And I think I wanted to play Final Fantasy X too. So I I bought a PS2 just for that. And then I was like, I think, I don't know if it was on eBay or Amazon, whatever. This game was like five bucks at the time. Like, it was yeah. like so cheap. So I was like, let's give this a try. Why not? Mm-hmm. And uh, I loved it. I was able yeah. to, to create create a team, create players. Um, the gameplay was super fun. So it was uh, it was definitely like worth the purchase. So in, col- in college days was when I played it the college. most. College. Yeah. That's so I was funny. Playing it a lot. Um, I, I would have guessed it would have been like way earlier and all. I'll, I guess I'll get into that right now is that I have – you had a PS3 at one point in high school, didn't you? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. So I remember borrowing – for whatever reason, like you let me borrow your PS3. I think it was the summer going into my senior year, I want to say, because I – and I remember playing Final Fantasy VII because like you or someone had that on yeah. disc. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, you're right. This is I think my story's got crossed. No, my, it's a, my wires got crossed. Yeah, <laughs> um. As happens. Well, cuz cuz I'm remembering cuz I believe like it, it could be, you know, my my brain telling me I have a memory, but I want to say I played this game on your PS3 cuz it was backwards compatible. You're right. Is this checking out okay. at all? This is all coming back to me. Okay. okay. So, you just you just reminded me. You just did it. Ooh, so. Yes. My Here's a story about the PS3, which is a ridiculous story, but it has to be told for context. <laughs> yes. uh, my brother took a bunch of his uh, inheritance money that we got from my grandpa and decided, because my brother was always into like these like kind of schemes to like find a way to make ways to make money. And yeah. He admits he was wrong on this one, but he bought 10 PS3s when the year they came out, which were $600 a, a unit at the time. So spent a lot of money on these yeah. things. And his, his, his master plan was to sell them at Christmas when pa- parents were desperate. Mm-hmm. And they pay extra. No one bought them. Like they just like because <laughs> he would tr- he tried he was trying to sell them. He eventually got to the point where he was just trying to sell them for at market price like six hundred dollars, and even that people weren't buying because oh, that man. was a lot of money for a PS3. Man, that's crazy that it was that expensive. It's, anyway, it truly um, is. 
he ended up you know kind of taking a loss on it but then i was like i felt bad so i bought one off him yeah (laughs) i bought one of his ps3s uh so that's how i ended up with it and then yes you're right i was excited because i had final fantasy 7 and 10 i could play it on those consoles and then maybe i did get this game back then because if because i do kind of have memories of us playing it on that yeah and then the at some point because all my friends had xboxes and were playing like halo and call of duty in high school i traded my ps3 in and got an xbox 360 okay so that's that's what happened to the ps3 it it got traded in for a 360 i couldn't remember i think we maybe even talked about this when you were visiting recently but like about the how you got the 360 but i couldn't like i had forgotten that that was the ultimate fate of the ps3 yeah it got well yeah it just didn't I didn't really love it, but at the time there wasn't a lot of games out for it, yeah. so I really didn't. I was using it to play PS2 and PS1 games. I didn't even. I think I had um, what was the launch title for it? Resistance: Fall of Man. I don't even know. <laughs> that I had I had Resistance: Fall of Man, and it was yeah. fine, but it, it was, wasn't great. So. I think we. I believe we probably used it as like a Blu-ray player too. Like yes, when those yeah, first came totally. out. Yep. But what's weird about it was that I. I didn't have like a HD TV in my room. This was yeah. 06. I had like a like I had my standard CRT. Or not really CRT. It was like that. Remember that TV I had that had the VCR in it? I do. It was like uh it was I, I don't know if it was a Sony or what it was, but it was like the late like sort of the end of the CRT generation where they were like flat yeah. but still mm-hmm. tube TVs. They were it was really nice. That TV ended up going to my oldest brothers because when they had their daughter in like 08 they like used it for her like little playroom oh, so they could really? play like educational videos and VHSs on it for her. <laughs> so it lived on, but I think they got rid of it. Oh, that TV man. was awesome though. That TV was so cool. Uh, never forget. Uh, that was such an upgrade to like, I just, just thinking about back, back to that era where we would, we had crappy tube TVs and then got like slightly nicer ones. It felt like such an upgrade. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, it was awesome. So, yeah, that's so. Anyway, that was a long story, probably way too much info. But that's that was my PlayStation journey, and then I bought the Slim in college because I wanted to play this game again. <laughs> I think yes. that's what it was. Okay, cool. So that's what I thought because I had like, I have like a flashes of memories of playing this game and it being the college version, and I I think that yeah, when I borrowed your PS3, I borrowed uh, NCAA and also. Uh, Final Fantasy 7, but Final Fantasy 7 is the game I like that stuck with me way more. I think because I had never played it up until that point. Um, right. But uh, anyway, um, that's when I remember playing it. And a little bit of context too is that uh, is that I remember playing and I was also playing like summer baseball was still going on for for my high school, and we were playing in this tournament at MJC, um, which. We didn't. We we had one tournament that summer. We were not a great team. We were very mediocre, like very middle of the road. But we all we we lost in a championship game in a tournament that we hosted uh, at the end of the summer. So this was like an earlier summer, right. or maybe like late June, early July. We played in a tournament at MJC, which is Modesto Junior College for the listener. It's the junior college where Eddie and I both grew up, and I was. It's like the hottest I've ever been as a hitter. I remember I think I hit like 600 in this tournament and it was like every Dang. at bat felt like I was just raking and I remember like uh my coach like I just remember my the funniest coaches the Moore twins I remember them like talking about it and being like "Dang, McKay I haven't seen someone hit like this in a long time sort of thing uh <laughs> But it was were, just, were they the were they the Pete Wheeler twins? They were they were they kind of sounded like Mr. Mackey from uh, from uh, South Park. I'm not okay. kidding. Um, okay. Uh, very hundred percent, and they're twins, so like they would echo each other. It was there was one time. This is way off the beaten path. I promise we're going to talk about the game, but there was one time where uh, where during a season, like our head coach was like so mad at us, probably because we were bad, and. Then he like went and did something, and so our pitching coach, who was his twin brother, who also did outfield stuff, he was off with us outfielders and pitchers. And I remember he was like, "Guys, you know, I don't like it when I see him mad because it's like I'm looking in the mirror. You know how that makes me feel." And we were just like, "I don't have to tell you, man." <laughs> but um, <laughs> these guys were an absolute crack up, uh, and really softened and became like really fun to be around at like at the end of high school. But uh, 
that was just a way for me to brag about how I hit like 600 in this tournament. But I was all I was doing was I remember driving in my G, my old Jeep Wrangler to MJC, oh, yeah. playing baseball, driving home, and I remember I was watching Scrubs and I was playing MVP 06 and uh well scrubs futurama and watching it playing mvp and final fantasy 7 and it was like a very specific summer memory for me sounds like the sounds like heaven it was great it was close to, it, <laughs> it, it, they say heaven is a place on earth and i guess it was uh the yeah. mile radius between mjc and my house <laughs> right um, but uh anyway uh i'd love to get into some stuff about this game um off the just off the top is that the presentation um like, I don't know how much you remember if you watched any videos, but the presentation is, you know, quite similar to that of the original MVP games, especially 05. You know, they're it's kind of like games of any era. Sports games will like iterate slightly on themselves from the menu um, to the way that like the save system works uh, and like creating and editing players and stuff. That all feels um, uh, similar to me when looking back for you. Um, what sticks out to you about this game as far as like a change or like a, a difference from the original series? There were, I recall, some newer animations, uh, oh, yeah. animations, fielding animations. One thing that was cool was on a home run, your whole team would come out and like celebrate and like high five you and stuff. So that's because that's college. That's what they do. Yeah, there were. So there were different character model animations for sure. that You could tell that they either mo-capped and added some new stuff. Um, and I think they added some new stances as well, yes. like batting stances. So there, and I, I don't recall if the, um, like the create a player features changed as far as like facials and, and stuff like that. Cause I haven't played them forever, but yeah, those things, I, I just remember those things standing out to me, like the character models. Definitely. I can tell you, I can speak on a lot of that having gotten to play it a bit this w- last week or so. Um, and, the first thing is that there are definitely new animations um, like on the swings because uh, there's a whole new swing system that's an option in this game as we were talking about. There's They called it the load and fire system where instead of just pressing a button to swing, you would sort of rock the right stick back and then, fl- and then fling it forward as if like, I mean, for those of you who follow baseball out there, when a baseball player swings, they sort of load their swing where they... I mean, sort of like move their hands into the position that they're going to swing from and then they fire from there by swinging the bat. So that's what they're trying to like emulate or really make more of like it's, it feels like a um, a big transition to like what the show would become where they've got more simulation options for like simulating a swing. I found it difficult to use, but it was fun to try. And the long story here was that there are I noticed there were different animations because I got like rocked in the first game I played and I was making some really terrible swings where like the stuff I never saw in the earlier MVP games where like a batter's leg would fly open or like they would be really I mean they had uncomfortable swings in the first game like if you tried to swing it like an outside pitch or like you you did like an outside swing on like an inside fastball your player would like you know sort of wince almost um that's still there but they would also they just added stuff um and I think, like, you know, of course, it's really easy, like, and to look at this game and be like, oh, there's no pros, there's no, like, pro stadiums, all, it's it's so different. But they actually, once I got some time with it, it feels like they added a lot and and some minor tweaks that improved it. You were wondering about the character creator, um, and in this game, you can create, which is always so much fun for college uh games like i remember playing did you play the ncaa football games a little bit as well oh those were amazing dude there was i think it was the one with larry fitz on the cover that i was mm-hmm. playing in junior high and i like made my whole flag football team um yep but um in this game you can create a whole team and design i mean the you the, the designing the design elements aren't that extensive they are pretty limited for for team creation um, but I was still able to create like the Silver Lake stat- uh, satchels, modeling them after my current nice. baseball team. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but uh, the, I will say the character creation is pretty impressive for like a game that came out in January of 06. Uh, 
like you you and I probably created a, a handful of players in uh, MVP 03 through 5, but in this one, uh, you can tweak like so many it's it's the face really that you can tweak significantly. Yeah. Um it's it's interesting. They'll have like uh just different sliders and like ways you can move the stick that can adjust certain features and I don't know, I found it to be pretty cool. I created I had to create myself, you know. Of course, always. Um the batting uh, stances though, I'll say um because in MVP when you create a character, you could like take from a pro's stance as well. Obviously, there's no named stances. They're all just like they yeah. have a like twelve open, squared, and uh, closed stances that you could choose from, basically. Yes, I I do recall that. So when I I created the like a backyard baseball team, like of the backyard kids as yeah. players. So what I would do is when I created like Mikey Thomas, I gave him a closed stance because that was his default in the game. He would yes. come up and and be closed. So depending on what their I, th- I think for the most part, it was like whatever their stance usually is defaulted to is what I would give them. Sure. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, I was just, uh, you know, spent a little time with that and was really impressed with the with like just the small improvements because I, I felt like I remembered the earlier character creator so well. And so uh, yeah. I was just just impressed by that. That's cool. Um. Anyway, uh, you know, so there's there's you can create a player, you can edit any player in the game because they're not pros so you can do whatever you want um there was a in addition to the load and fire batting uh they also added precision throw control where you were also using the right analog stick to throw the ball the bases i will say like this is something i probably could have spent more time with and understood but every throw i made was like the 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 character or the the player would make an errant throw like every time like they yeah. would just fire it. It'd be way off. So I didn't really grasp like how that system worked. Do you remember using this at all? Because I just switched to buttons. I think my my experience with it was I didn't realize these were new uh, um, oh. like, controls. So my first time playing, I was like, "Wait, what is this? No, no, no!" And then I like I think I maybe even had a ground ball. I tried to like throw, and I was like, "What is this?" So I immediately went into the settings and changed it yes. back to the. MVP 05 settings and I said okay this is better for me but yeah I never I mean, really messed around with it I'm sure there's like a way to to like use it and learn the system well but if I was just messing around with it and I tried different things because I was just playing an exhibition game and I could not wrap my head around like okay do you hold the throw longer do you just if you make I would try to make like a quick throw like when you're using a button you hold down the button for the base a short amount of time this didn't work the same way, so right. I couldn't. I didn't really understand uh, how that was working. Uh, th- there's a couple more little factoids I want to share about the game. Uh, one thing that comes to mind with the original series is that uh, is the soundtrack. Uh, like I feel like you and I, especially like the first three games, like th- <laughs> there are songs kind of like the Tony Hawk series that like built a sp- like burrowed a special place in my heart because of that game. Um, yeah. And so th- these ones probably be, probably because I've not played this game near as much, um, but also they don't really stick out to me as being like as iconic. I, let me I'll even like share it sure. in the chat. The only band I even know um, from this uh, list is Hawthorne Heights. There's a song from yep. them called "This Is Who mm-hmm. We Are." Uh, yep. And I won't like again. I mean, I don't know if I said this, but the songs aren't bad. They're just not near as like iconic to me as the originals. And it's honestly probably because I didn't play this game that much. Yeah, th- this soundtrack uh, compared to the other MVP ones is a little more heavier. There's a little more heavier, um, mm. um, like harder, harder songs on it. There, there, yeah. there are some uh, more chill ones too. Yeah. Um, but like watered down by repeater, like that guy's like rah, 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 like the whole time. <laughs> so which I, I don't recall a, a song that heavy being in like a sports game before. Like although Madden had some heavy ones, but yeah, like it had a bench sevenfold and some other bands. Mm-hmm. Um Silverstein this this game introduced me to Silverstein. Oh. Um Silverstein's actually a pretty big um they're a pretty big name now in the like metalcore genre. Really? But the um the lead singer, I forgot his name, uh, is a really good guy. He has a podcast where he brings on like other artists in that genre and interviews them and oh. just seems like a seems like a good dude. So um 
smile in your sleep still pops up on my uh, on some of my playlists every now and then oh, really? on Spotify. So yeah, that was my jam. Um, Bayside Devotion and Desire. That was another one I, I liked. Oh, cool. Um, but I, yeah, th- th- this this soundtrack to me feels a little heavier than the other other games. I don't I don't remember any like heavy stuff on the other MVP games. Yeah, I like there was always I remember th- th- I'm sure that we even talked about this, but when it came to like sports games, it felt like okay, Madden is gonna have hip hop and rock. Uh, the yeah. M- like uh, NBA Live or the NBA games hip hop. Uh, yep. maybe some R&B and then baseball was always like rock and country. <laughs> and so right, this exactly. just feels like all like different um, permutations of rock, whether it's like metal or, or there doesn't even like, there's probably some alternative here as well. There um, is, there, there's a couple. Sweet. Uh, but, but, but like you said, this, these bands, like no one, I mean, these guys were really like not, a lot of these bands are not popular. Um, a lot of yeah. deep cuts here. Like, Action, action, Aiden, <laughs> the yeah, forecast. Like, who are you? Maybe they had a different, they could have even had a different budget for what they licensed for this game, which would kind of make sense to me. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, last few facts I want to include are that uh, th- while they did include 128 uh, NCAA teams, they uh, they did not include all 150 college teams um, in this, uh, which you can even see like, it lists on the Wikipedia, uh, the fandom wiki that I have up here, like in the Big East, uh, like the ACC has every team in the Big East. It does no DePaul, no Marquette, no Providence, no Syracuse. So there's some omissions really? they made. It would suck to like be like, oh, yeah, I, I like I go to this school or like I like this school. I want to play as like a smaller school and they're not included in the game. <laughs> Got to create create Syracuse. Yeah, right. So I don't know what that what that was about, but um, there were a few uh, about twenty uh, NCAA stadiums that were included in this one as well. Um, like the only one of these that I've ever actually seen a game at was Stanford's Sunken Diamond. Um, but uh, so like I went when I went and played an exhibition there. Uh, that was cool to like see the field, but. Only about 20 yeah. minutes from a lot of like the biggest baseball schools, really. Which kind of makes sense. I, I, yeah. I'd imagine that they they can't put that many in the game. Totally. Um, did we talk about the creative field? Uh, no, not at all. By all means. Because you could, I remember you could create a ballpark and it was there. That was a mode in MVP 05 they brought back for this one, but mm-hmm. it was pretty, I mean, it wasn't like super deep, but you could create your own field, your own dimensions, how you wanted it, background. So that was kind of fun. If you wanted to have like a green monster, you could do that. You could. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. You could look up other like ballparks and like model it off that. Totally. Which like, you know, if uh, you're creating your own team, why not create a a ballpark and and make it fun? Uh, They've got some like decent, like uh, just like standard ballparks you can choose from. Uh, I forgot what the name, I want to say the name of the one I chose for my team was like the homeland where you're kind of like on a farm almost reminds me of like, uh, uh, is what is it? Annie Frazier's park in the three D backyard baseball games where she's yeah, on like a farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like there's With definitely like, the like horses some, and stuff. Yeah, there's like a mill in the background. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This game, like despite not being a pro game, has a lot in it, and and the gameplay is really great. the The announcers are not uh, Mike Kruko and Dwayne Kuyper, obviously um, from uh from the pro the pro games uh in fact i'm looking up right now because i thought i had it up i don't um but apparently it's a couple guys uh gosh dang i'm bummed that i don't have it up uh well i guess we'll never know folks who the announcers were but i guess they would often do uh like the college world series as well whoever those guys were so if anybody out there knows i guess you have that knowledge not me but eddie i'd love to hear from you you know, about your personal experience a little bit while we still have some time. Uh, like, tell me about playing this game. Like, when you remember back to your time with it, what sticks out to you? It was really fun creating the Backyard Kids, like I mentioned earlier, um, and kind of developing a team out of it. One cool thing about college baseball is you're, you can pitch and hit because that's pretty common. Yes. The guys will play the field and pitch. Like, Buster Posey was a pitcher in college as well as a shortstop. So, um 
it's it's that's pretty neat. So with backyard baseball, it kind of like translates to it because you do that in backyard baseball anyway. Totally. So I'd give all the kid all the all the athletes, um, you know, pitching attributes too. So they they could come in and pitch and stuff. So yeah. that was fun. That that was a really fun season. I want to say I played it all the way through, but I don't recall if I did or not. Sure. Uh, the other team I made while I was in college was I made a um, team based off my softball team because I was oh, playing a really? lot of softball. <laughs> yeah, with my brother. So I created all all the guys on the softball team, and that was kind of fun too. So that's a yeah. Blast. It's uh, it was a blast. I think this game was a. Uh, you know, for for five dollars or however much I spent on it, it was absolutely worth it. I got a lot of hours of entertainment out of it. Um, you know, it's MVP. It's 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 the gold standard of baseball games, and I really wish they could bring it back. But alas. I know I I like I I've been holding out hope for for like twenty years almost at this point. Um, and like I'll say too that like getting into this game. Like what's under the hood is really impressive. It's still like it's in the MVP engine, which you could like the listener could probably guess. But the gameplay is really is just as good as the uh, first games. I really didn't have any noticeable drop off for me. If anything, they probably fine tuned some stuff, which made it fun. Um, like I found that kind of like in in the game or in, in the earlier games that pitching was easier for me to sort of like grasp then then hitting hitting like the other day i played a game where i won six to two we beat uh the university of arizona huge game folks uh you know connor mccabe uh went two for three with uh with with uh, a double uh nice in his college debut um but uh i will say like pitching i felt really strong fielding was really strong but the hitting it was basically just a singles hitter all game i hit like one foul um, but I think that's because, like, when you aim with the left stick to hit, like, I you have to aim up to have, like, significant power. And I was just yeah, honestly kind of having, like, a balanced approach when it came to that. Hey, so Put the ball in play and good things happen, right? It's true. That's what I tell my team all the time. Uh, but I'll say that, like, yeah, the gameplay was is, is really strong and impressive. Um, and... We talked about animations they added. They all, I forgot to mention they also add one where like if the batter doesn't like the call, the batter will like look back at the umpire a little longer. Um, he doesn't like stare him down, but they kind of like do glance back because at first I was like, I was like, I was wondering what was going on. Uh, like, did yeah. they not like that pitch? Did they not like the call? Like, what didn't they like? And I finally figured out it's like when there's a borderline call and it goes for the pitcher <laughs> the, 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 yeah the hitter will look, they look back. back a little bit yeah it's it really funny that's funny just so there's like details like that that i really appreciated they'll, they'll something they added which actually is kind of annoying when you're playing the game is they added additional animation like between pitches on occasion like the batter might like put the bat under their arm and like adjust their gloves which like it, it it's sort of you know it's immersive but like when i'm just looking to throw the next pitch there's kind of no way to skip it uh, oh really yeah so it's just like a funny little detail um but also because this is the college game uh a when under the like you know when you're building your team it has them everyone listed as like what year they are did they walk on did oh, they yeah. sign like a scholarship um are what's their career potential so there's stuff like that um but there's also like stuff in game that reflects college, like metal bats, for example. Yeah. And hearing the ping and, and, you know, ha- playing high school baseball during that time using metal bats, like I forgot, I was like, oh, I recognize that Marini orange bat that yeah. suddenly everybody was using. <laughs> yep. Just yep. like little details like that, that I thought were really, uh, really fun. And to, to your point as well, sorry, I'm, I'm swinging way back. So sorry, I totally glossed over this point. Um, the two-way player thing, you know, speaking of Shohei that we're talking about today, uh, was so cool. Like, I created myself yeah. as a relief pitcher first because your second position can't be pitcher, I learned. So it was a relief oh, okay. pitcher, and then I played utility. So, like, I just made myself the DH, and then I pitched later in the game. Nice. It was awesome. It was just so much fun. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I got to say, like, I think this, like, I'm really impressed by the game despite having, like, not a sour first impression, but just like 
a lot of growing pains when I streamed it for that hour. Like it was not fun. Uh, and that was just cause I was playing with those crappy controls and probably on a lag, I think. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, no, that's all, that's all really cool, man. Yeah. So was the, I think was, I remember the, the, the freshman thing or like the, the year I, I remember thinking like, okay. Um, like, Reese Worthington, let's make him a freshman. Why not? Uh, yeah. Ahmed Khan, he'll be a senior, like a senior leader. His brother, Amir, he's going to be a sophomore. They seem like two years apart. So I do remember going through and like just in my own head making it up like Pete Wheeler, probably a junior. You know, Totally, kinda... like your own head cannon for where the backyard kids fall. Yeah, like how old would they be? Like, you know, Sally Dobbs, Sally Dobbs is clearly a senior. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, what, a, what a leader for the team. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, I like... That's something even just thinking about the year, the like college years that the player would be in. I'm sure if you played like had a team for multiple seasons, you know, you'd have people graduate or get drafted and then you would have to uh, probably recruit more players, um, whether it be walk on or, or signing. But yeah, again, like this game is, in my opinion, far less flashy than than the original series. But like I think is is underrated as well. Uh, and I don't know how many people who even played the originals knew that this existed. Right. It's really and, hard and to say. I don't, I don't know a lot of people who are diehard college baseball fans. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I don't talk to a lot of people about college baseball. I like watching college baseball when I have a moment, but to be honest, I'm not keeping tabs on it. Um, yeah. it's just, you know, I'm, I'm too invested in the, in the MLB. Uh, that's the other thing. I mean, tons of people love college football. You could talk college football with a lot of people. Yeah. Or college basketball. I'm a big college basketball guy. Um, but college baseball is just not as big. But it's not doesn't mean it's not exciting. And, totally. And so I don't I don't know what the appeal was uh, to to most people for this this title. Yeah, I don't like that crossover. Just probably wasn't there uh, as well, which is probably why it only lasted for. They did two of these. Um, uh, I, I fall in a similar camp as you where like, you know, when the spring rolls around and like the they're like headed towards the College World Series, I'll, if it's on, I'll tune in. It's really fun. Um, but just, yeah, it's harder. I think it's kind of like, I mean, baseball is popular, but it's so much easier to tune in for like 12 college football games than it is like, I don't know, yeah. 40 like NCAA baseball games. Uh so it's hard to say, but yeah. Oh, w- one last thing too that I want to include. Um, and if there's anything that you have to share as we head out, like I'm going to leave space for that as well, is that of course, because this is a college game, there's no real players in it, nor are there any likenesses based off of players, at least that, you know, unless there's like secret ones they did. Um, but you choose when you start the game, when you start a save, do you want the announcers to refer to the players as their randomly generated names or as their jersey numbers. And so you have to choose one of the two. So I always chose names because, like, I thought yeah, it same. would be fun. Um, and they can pronounce certain names. Uh, but some other ones, like when I made my name Connor McCabe, there was, like, no no pronunciation. They just call him, like, the freshman or, or, or like, the, the relief pitcher, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> so, that, you know. That reminds me of my, uh, I created Roy Donk. Roy Donk is a uh, <laughs> yeah a character from I think you should leave in uh, the most recent the show. Oh and Every yes. time you come up, because obviously Donk is not a last name they have, so they'd call him Big Dog. They'd be like, "Now batting, Big Dog, Big Dog <laughs> so with a funny. single, <laughs> Big Dog." It's like this is funny. Anyway, that's that's really funny. Well, you know, I really don't have much more to share about this game other than like, you know, I look. I don't. I don't have like if I had the time to you know, pour in like a season like we used to do into like a whole baseball game. Uh, I would consider doing this and playing this game because it was fun and being so familiar with the feel and the gameplay of the MVP series, it, I felt right at home once I adjusted a few things. So um, fantastic game. Like I got to say, of course, like like we've said many times, it doesn't have like the, the package of like, your favorite pros or your favorite teams that you care so much about, but like it it just brings a different flavor, which I enjoy Um, on your way out. Like any final words about MVP 06? Um, 
you know, this game unfortunately was overlooked, and I don't know how well it sold, but it is a fun game. It brought me a lot of joy the time, the years I played it. I haven't played it in forever, but really good memories with it. Um, really, really cool that they decided to at least try to make an NCAA game because yeah. EA could have easily been like, "Oh, we're done with baseball," but at least they tried to make you know a couple more and and throw give it a shot and keep the legacy of the greatest uh, baseball console game going. So, yeah. At least there was that. I'm going to look it up right now. Like, uh, NCAA baseball video games. I I wonder if there's ever been any outside of these two. Um, I can't think of any. And, uh, like, I can't think of any, and I'm not finding any in this, like, brief search that I just did. These are probably the only college baseball games we've seen and maybe we'll ever see. So, um, interesting. Well, um, you know, as we sort of wrap up today, uh, Eddie... Thank you again for joining me uh, for another Call Me By Your Ball Game uh, edition. Um, this is two two for us this year, but between the two of us, um, what do you on your way out? What do you want the people to know? Do you want any to plug anything today? Uh, I am on uh, Instagram, Twitter at hop underscore head underscore ed. Uh, I don't. I'm not really active on either uh, right now. Um, I've considered doing some more content, whether it's probably sports related. Baseball is kind of starting to wind down a bit, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm really into college basketball. So I might be doing some college basketball stuff as far as um, daily picks, prop picks, um, matchups I like. So if I start doing that, uh, you'll find out about it. (laughs) Okay, cool. It's one of those like half 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 baked ideas. But um, yes, yeah. But I'm also really active on the uh, the Super NPC Radio Discord. Yes. uh, you could chat with me there. I love love the community there. I love chatting, love pop, popping in and saying things. So uh, yeah, hang out with me on the Discord, dude. That's is, well. First of all, I'll put the links to your socials in the show notes. But yeah, listener, if you want to be a part of like a really you know fun, uh, wonderful community over there, uh, hop in the link in the show notes to our Discord uh, or DM me if for some reason it's expired. I think it's. I don't think it expires. So have at it. Um, Well, buddy, thank you again for joining me today. Um, I'll go ahead and just close this out with some plugs of my own. The cover art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J A Y. The show is produced by the great Jeremy Schmidt. You can give him a tip of your cap, uh, your baseball cap, that is, uh, for helping produce, edit, and do the music for the show by checking out his podcast, Video Games, a Comedy Show, wherever you get yours. Uh, I can be found on uh, Twitter and Instagram as Connor underscore McCabe. I'm on Blue Sky at Connor McCabe. Uh, I'm also on Twitch, where I haven't been streaming as much, uh, but I streamed an hour of this game before I was tired of it the other day uh, at twitch.tv slash cons is cool 69. And lastly, you can check check us out on Patreon. We're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio, where, like I told you earlier, at the $10 DJ Toad tier, every Friday we have a brand new Games Club episode come out for a particular game. We covered Super Mario 64 earlier this year. We went through Pokemon Red and Blue. Currently, we're doing Sonic Adventure. Um, and also, I do a monthly version of this show where I talk to a group of people about a meaningful game uh, to all of us. Recently, we did uh, an episode on Grim Fandango for the month of August, and coming for September, we'll have Super Monkey Ball 2. So if you like that stuff, consider supporting us uh, on Patreon, uh, because I think you're going to find, I think you're going to like what you find. My words have been all over the place today, but that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.